PEDSPOD Series 1, an aid for the MRC-PCH clinical exam. My name is uh, Professor Shak Qureshi. I'm a consultant paediatric cardiologist at Evelina Children's Hospital. Um, we're going to address um, when you're faced with a cyanosed newborn, how to deal with and how to work out what the problems might be. So the first thing to decide is whether there is genuine cyanosis. You, that means you have to examine the uh, tongue and lips for central cyanosis. Um, it will help if you have a saturation mon monitor or pulse oximeter available uh, because you can confirm your findings. If you suspect there is central cyanosis, then you're able to check with a pulse oximeter and the oxygen saturation is below 95%, then you know that that is abnormal and therefore cyanosis is present. If cyanosis is present, then you have to start thinking about the causes. Uh, the likely categories are that they're cardiac causes or respiratory causes. So, if we want to uh, sort out or differentiate between the two, cardiac cause is likely uh, for the cyanosis if the baby is full term, if the baby has mild tachypnea but no respiratory distress, if when you're examining the baby there may be murmurs, if you're able to do blood gas or a result is available, usually in a cardiac cause of cyanosis the PO2 will be low, the PCO2 will be low or normal and um, you have to then confirm uh, these findings with a hyperoxia test and I'll come back to that. The alternative is respiratory causes and cyanosis from respiratory causes is more likely if the baby is preterm, if there is respiratory distress present, if you have the chest x-ray available then the lung fields may be ground glass or certainly abnormal. If you have blood gases available the PO2 will be low but the PCO2 will either be high or normal and hyperoxia test will help differentiate between the cardiac and the respiratory cause. Now if you were doing a hyperoxia test there is a complex way of doing it and there is a relatively simple way of doing it. The slightly complex way of doing it is that you have to have adequate or good quality intravenous access, you have to monitor the oxygen saturations continuously, uh, you do the baseline uh, 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 blood gas from the right arm, the right radial artery, then give 100% oxygen for 10 minutes and repeat uh, blood gas from the right radial artery. Now if the PO2 is less than 20 kilopascals or 150 millimeters of mercury, then that is called a failed hyperoxia test and that suggests that there is a cardiac cause of cyanosis. If the PO2 is more than 20 millimeters, uh, 20 kilopascals, sorry, and 150 millimeters of mercury, then the hyperoxia test is passed and it points towards a respiratory cause for uh, the cyanosis. Now, if you don't have blood gas machine and you only have pulse oximeter, uh, that is likely to be the scenario in many, many uh, units, centers, countries as well. Then if the resting oxygen saturation is less than 80% and on 10 minutes of 100% oxygen it remains below 90% then that points towards a failed hyperoxia test and therefore cyanotic congenital heart defect. If the saturation increases to above 90% then that points you towards a respiratory cause. 
once you've done the hyperoxia test, it is important if you've uh, figured out that there is a cardiac cause for the cyanosis to start prostaglandin infusion in order to uh, keep the arterial duct open because uh, the last thing you want is the duct to close after, after 100% oxygen and the baby becomes more desaturated. Now, if you've uh, figured out that there is a cardiac cause for the cyanosis, then you have to try and categorize uh, uh, this uh, into three possible defect categories. One is those defects which have low pulmonary blood flow, and those that have low pulmonary blood flow will be duct-dependent uh, lesions. These include uh, critical pulmonary stenosis, where the pulmonary valve is so stenosed that there's very little anti-grade blood flow, so the baby is relying on pulmonary blood flow from the duct. Others in a similar category are pulmonary atresia with intact ventricular septum, uh, so there is no flow through the pulmonary valve at all, so everything is supplied from the arterial duct. Pulmonary atresia with VSD, with not many aortopulmonary collaterals, uh, babies may be severely cyanosed. Tricuspid atresia associated with pulmonary atresia, uh, or pulmonary stenosis, again will be duct-dependent. Severe, a very severe tetralogy of fallow, where there is such severe obstruction that there's very little pulmonary blood flow going uh, through the right ventricular outflow tract. They will be duct-dependent and severely cyanosed. And the very occasional baby with Epstein's anomaly with uh, functional pulmonary atresia or some pulmonary stenosis, uh, it is rare, but these will have uh, very little pulmonary blood flow and will be cyanosed. So those are the uh, first category of uh, duct-dependent low pulmonary blood flow congenital heart defects. The second category is really a single defect, which is transposition of the great arteries, where there are two parallel circulations which rely on some mixing uh, at the atrial septal level through either an ASD or atrial septal defect or patent foramen ovale. Uh, and so that uh, defect will also be duct dependent, uh, but you should be able to uh, sort that out from the, uh, the findings. And the third category are the common mixing lesions, such as double inlet left ventricle, where the uh, oxygenated blood as well as deoxygenated blood mix in the ventricle, and that ventricle then supplies both uh, the aortic uh, flow as well as the pulmonary flow. So, not surprisingly, there will be cyanosis related to those defects. So, um, those are the ways to deal with cyanosed newborns, it is important to try and work out which category of heart defect uh, you're likely to be encountering uh, because each of them require either urgent treatment or less urgent treatment. The urgent treatment category are usually the low pulmonary blood flow duct dependent lesions uh, or transposition of the great arteries and less uh, urgent are the common mixing lesions where there is usually adequate pulmonary blood flow but cyanosis as a result of the mixing. So um, most of these uh, uh, cyanosed newborns should be relatively easy to deal with in terms of uh, diagnosis and management. It is not as stressful as you think and so the main message is uh, relax, keep calm, work logically through all these various uh, categories and um, sort out the ultimate diagnosis. Thank you for listening.